Hello, and welcome back to our meditations from the School of Jesus Crucified. We took a break for the first Sunday of Lent, and now we're coming back for uh, for the first Monday in Lent. We uh, Saturday's meditation was our first actual meditation on the Passion, and that was Jesus Christ Takes Leave of His Blessed Mother. Today we'll be doing Jesus is Sold by Judas Iscariot. And uh, please make sure to like this video, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, on your favorite podcast app, uh, or on Spiritus TV. Um, it really does help us, and it helps other people uh, find us and find these videos. Um, and we, we greatly appreciate it. So, um, let's see here. I think we're going to just jump right into the meditation um, on Jesus being sold by Judas. And like usual, I will throw up uh, just an image so you don't have to worry about um, but watching the video. You can just uh, concentrate on the reading itself. Um, of course, if you're on audio podcasts, you don't have to worry about that. But um, if, uh, if you haven't yet, uh, in one of our earlier videos, I think it was the practical method for meditating on the Passion, there were some prayers listed that could be said beforehand, um, before the meditations. Um, I believe it was like the act of faith, act of charity, act of humility, act of contrition, uh, act of penance. Um, so feel free to say those prayers or any other prayers uh, you think you might need to, to kind of get your your mind right and get into you know a proper prayerful prayerful meditative um, mood I guess and feel free to stop the video or the audio pause rewind replay whatever you need to to get the most out of this so without any further ado let's get going here so this is day two of the meditations but it is uh, day five of our videos so Day 2. Jesus is Sold by Judas Iscariot. Meditation. Judas, having resolved to execute the unholy scheme which he had long been forming in his heart of betraying his master, goes secretly to the high priests and elder, elders of the people and makes the impious proposal of selling Jesus and of delivering him up into their hands. Number 1. Consider who the man is who sells Jesus. Not a stranger, not disliked by, nor an enemy of our blessed Lord. No, one of his disciples, one of the dearest objects of his love, one of his intimate friends, one of the select band most favored by the divine master. How can we, in any degree, comprehend the deep grief the bitter sorrow experienced by Jesus at such a return from Judas, whom he has always treated with such love and mild forbearance, and on whom he has unsparingly bestowed the most signal favors. Ah, most bitterly does he deplore this enormous crime, of which he has perfect foreknowledge. Oh, says our Lord in his heart, I am not grieved that a cruel Caiaphas should wish my death. I feel no resentment at being persecuted by an excited and infuriated mob. That a council of the 
iniquitous scribes and Pharisees is plotting against my life. This does not grieve me so much that a heathen judge should unjustly pronounce upon me the sentence of death on the the cross. This I suffer in peace. But how can I endure that thou, my disciple, my companion, one of my household, in eating at my own table, my intimate friend and apostle, thirsting for my blood, should it betray me and sell me? Ah, this is too deep a wound for my heart. But do you correspond any better with the goodness and love of God when you commit sin? Has he less cause to complain of your ingratitude? Remember all the singular favors which our Lord has bestowed upon you. He has called you to be his disciple and follower, so that you have had an especial share in his confidence and in the benefits which he has showered down upon the world. He has bestowed upon you the tender care of a father. He has admitted you many times to his table and fed you with his own most precious body and blood. He has loaded you with gifts and graces, besides having prepared for you a kingdom of everlasting beatitude. And you most perfidiously and ungratefully have sinned, have by sin betrayed your benefactor, renounced his friendship, bartered away the precious treasure of his grace, and given infinite pain to his loving heart. Judas sold his master only once. But can you even remember how many times you have been guilty of the same dark treason? Ah, at least detest your wickedness and prostrate at the feet of Jesus. Weep over the enormity of your crimes. In return, by sincere repentance, to regain your place in his tender heart, which is still burning with love for you. Number two. To whom is Jesus sold by by Judas? the perfidious disciple, to increase the suffering which his divine master will experience from the frightful treason he is about to accomplish against his sacred person, goes to the high priest and heads of the synagogue to arrange the terms of the betrayal. And what description of men are these, O Lord, and to whose hands one of thy disciples is meditating and scheming to deliver thee? They are thy most cruel enemies, inflamed with rage and hatred against thee. They have many times sought thy life. They will rejoice and triumph at having thee in their power, and they will subject thee to the most ignominious treatment. This is what, in effect, came to pass, O my soul. But in the meantime, as Jesus sees and knows all things, how deep is the affliction with which his heart is overwhelmed at beholding so atrocious an insult offered to his divine majesty by one of his apostles, now an apostate and betrayer of his Lord. And moreover, how must his loving heart grieve at beholding you so entirely under the dominion of your passions as to be occupied day after day only in finding out new means of satisfying them and in thinking of committing sin, deserting Jesus, and delivering up your soul into the hands of the devil, 
his most cruel and implacable enemy. Jesus bewailed the perfidy of Judas, but far more does he bewail yours, because it has been so often repeated and repeated in defiance of so many interior inspirations, of so much remorse of conscience, of so many internal lights, which have reminded and may know unto you at how dear a rate Jesus has purchased that soul, which you sell to his infernal enemy when you fall into sin. O oh my Jesus, O oh my sweet Savior, I acknowledge and confess my excessive malice. I detest and deplore my past infidelities. Thou didst give me this soul, endow it with thy grace, sanctify it by thy blood, enrich it by thy merits, and save it from hell by thy death. And I, ungrateful for all thy love, have torn it from thy arms to sell over and over again to the devil. I implore and beseech thee to receive my repentant soul, which now returns to thee, and grant that since it is thine by right of conquest, it may be thine for all eternity, and nevermore have the misfortune to be separated from thee. Number three, the reason for which Judas sells Jesus. Has any man urged or besought the wicked apostle to become a traitor and sell his divine master? Has anyone suggested the shameful thought? No. He himself, of his own free will, has offered his services. Oh, how great is the malice and depravity of the human heart! Has he been induced to commit this foul deed through a motive of jealousy or desire of revenge? But how could this have been, since his good master has neglected no means of gaining his affections and deterring him from the execution of his design? Again, how could this have been the case when Jesus not satisfied with having received him among his disciples, and raised him to the dignity of an apostle, had bestowed upon him particular marks of love and singular favors. What wrong or what ill treatment can he have received from his adorable master to stimulate him to take such atrocious vengeance? None whatever. He betrays him for the sole purpose of satisfying a most depraved passion which has long tyrannized over his heart and made him callous and insensible to inspirations, graces, and remorse of conscience. He betrays him for the sake of a paltry gain, for the sake of obtaining a few pieces of money which, with which to gratify his avarice. What will you give me, says the traitor to the high priest, and I will deliver my master to you. Such is the language held by Judas, as though he were speaking of selling the commonest merchandise. What a degradation for the person of the Son of God to be thus offered by one of his disciples at the low valuation which his enemies shall please to put upon him. How painful to his heart to behold his precious life sacrificed to the brutal passions of his disciple. The scribes rejoice that one favored by Christ should offer to be his betrayer and promise the perfidious wretch thirty pieces of silver as the price of his iniquity. Judas, being quite satisfied with his sacrilegious bargain, 
closes it at once and thinks of nothing further than the execution of his agreement. See here into what accesses we may be hurried, if we allow even one single passion to take entire possession of our hearts. Judas was a prince of the church, and is thus transformed into a son of perdition. He was in the school of Christ, his familiar friend, and had sat at his table, and is changed in one moment into a demon. Who will not fear? Who can feel secure of standing at beholding such a fall? You regard Judas with horror, and yet feel none at so often renewing his fall treason by your sins. What will you give me, and I will deliver unto you Christ, in his grace and his love and his friendship, is the language of your heart, when for some vile interest, deceitful hope, or forbidden pleasure, you betray Christ, your duty, and your own conscience. O unhappy merchant, you are indeed at once bereft of sense and of faith. Can the possession of anything in this world compensate for the loss of your soul and of your God? Oh, but what detestable perfidy is yours to sell your faithful friend your priceless good for a mere nothing. Now, at least, expiate your sins by tears of true repentance and fall prostrate at the feet of Jesus with the determination henceforth to love and esteem him above every created object. The Fruit Examine your heart to see whether you really love God with a love of preference and value his grace above everything besides. Lose no time in purging your heart of all that can in any way be prejudicial to the love of God. Endeavor to overcome that passion to which you are most addicted and from which so many of your faults derive their source. Frequently during the course of the day, renew your act of contrition at the foot of the crucifix for the innumerable faults which you have committed in which have been so many betrayals of Jesus. Example The man who is devout to the most holy passion of Jesus Christ is certain to grasp eagerly at every opportunity of inspiring others with a similar devotion. St. Paul of the Cross, a great lover of Jesus crucified, was accustomed while yet a child in his father's house, to make frequent little discourses on the passion of Jesus Christ to his brothers and sisters, in order deeply to impress upon their minds the remembrance of the sufferings of their Redeemer. He was accustomed on these occasions to take them into his own room and very devoutly read to them some book on the subject, that so they may be, might be early inspired with sentiments of devotion toward those mysteries which are the fountains of grace. He used to ex exhort them in the most persuasive terms to reflect often on the sufferings and death of Jesus Christ. And when he left home to found that order to which he gave the name of the Passion, the Passionist Order, and to preach Jesus crucified to the people, 
in which holy employment has he passed his whole life, he left them as a legacy these important words. Constantly bear in mind the sufferings of our crucified love. Let these, his last words, be also impressed on your heart. And that's it for today's meditation. Um, I don't know about you, but these um, meditations like these always always hit me hard. And, uh, you know, it, it feels... You know, you feel accused, and rightfully so. Um, you know, like like uh, like Father Ignatius of the side of Jesus says, Judas betrayed Christ once. We do it every day, multiple times every day. Um, so we we should feel accused, and we should um, we should use that to overcome our. Our passions, um, our faults, and, um, you know, like he says, expiate your sins by tears of true repentance and fall prostrate at the feet of Jesus with the determination henceforth to love and esteem him above every created object. So think of, think upon that throughout the day today. Uh, renew your act of contrition um, every time you see a crucifix. Try to have a crucifix with you or around you as often as possible, whether you wear one or have one, you know, in whatever room you're in. um, Just think about that whenever you look at the crucifix. So tomorrow is day three of the actual meditations, and it is the prayer of Jesus in the garden. So I hope you had a blessed first Sunday of Lent, and I hope you have a good day today. And I will see you tomorrow. So thank you once again. And uh, God bless.